Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast. I'm Michelle Kane, founder of World of Vegan. And I'm Tony Okamoto, founder of Plant Based on a Budget and Food Sharing Vegan. On this show, we talk with experts, thought leaders, and inspiring people from around the world to empower you, dear listener, to learn, explore, and evolve in a kind, sustainable, healthy, and budget-friendly direction, all while eating the most delicious food and living your best life. Welcome to season six of our podcast. I am not sure how time has flown by so quickly while running this podcast. I feel like it was just yesterday that I was watching YouTube videos. I think I was watching maybe uh, Tim Ferriss or someone's videos and they were going over their podcasting equipment. And I was trying to figure out what is the best budget-friendly podcasting equipment to buy, trying to figure out how do you even broadcast a podcast and especially trying to get my main pal, Michelle, to join me as a co-host, which was a little bit of effort. So much has changed over the past six seasons. I can't believe we're here. And we're so thankful to you for being on this journey with us. We've been really grateful to have this podcast community here and regularly talk with each other about how this is one of the most meaningful and our favorite parts of the work that we do. And we have so many updates to share. And this is one of my favorite episodes because I just get to chat with Michelle and it reminds me of what it was like when we first started. And uh, I think that starting a new season always brings back that reflective mindset for me. And I like to acknowledge Michelle because I feel so proud that every season we're improving as podcasters. Neither of us had any experience in podcasting or running the logistics for this type of project. And it's really out of my wheelhouse in particular to speak to everybody out there to know what's going to be good to share. And I just feel a little bit extra vulnerable with the podcast in a way that I don't on any other types of content that that I'm producing. So I want to thank you, Michelle, for this massive commitment and to strive to be better with me every single year. I know it's been like a, a work in progress this whole time. And I finally feel like we have got our rhythm down. Well, nobody has any experience in anything coming into this world. So at this point, Tony, you're a pro. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> this has been so fun. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm really stoked for this season. We've got some amazing guests coming down the pipeline who I'm really excited to chat with and really to share with you all listening. We're bringing on a lot of doctors this season and really incredible experts in their fields, um, which is my favorite. I love chatting with doctors. I feel like I always get so inspired (laughs) and leave our podcast recording like jumping in to make some kale salad or something. Um, We're bringing on Dr. Michael Greger for a second time. He's going to be joining us next month to talk about How Not to Age, which is the title of his next upcoming book, which is so good. Tony and I got a sneak peek copy to read and 
Um, not something I think about not aging. I think aging is beautiful, but uh, I his book is so fascinating and I learned so much. So uh, that's coming. Stay tuned. And I'm also really looking forward to talking with Dr. Christy Funk. She is an expert in breast cancer prevention, which is something that I don't know a whole lot about. And we're really going to dive in deep with her. Um, and I'm also really personally excited to be talking with Jimmy Videlli. He is an expert in veganic far- farming which is like growing food without animal products. Um, And we're also going to be talking with him about planting pollinator-friendly gardens. And Tony has passed her little gardening obsession on to me because (laughs) now I literally go and sit outside with my garden beds and watch things growing almost every day. I just love it so much. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to him. And he also has a really fascinating story that I'm interested in learning more about, like how he got into it in the first place. I think that people are really going to love going deeper with him about that. I'm also really excited to chat with our dear friend, Carly Bodrug, about her book and insanely popular video series called Scrappy Cooking. And there's always room for improvement in my house for reducing food waste in the kitchen. I try my best. I'm super conscious and still I sometimes have to toss food. So I am really excited to learn more from Carly. I'm also stoked to talk with gut health dietitians Sedalia and James Marine. Since I know IBS and other gut issues are so prevalent, I hear from people all the time who are struggling And I think that episode will really change lives. So this episode is a lot different from most of our episodes where we talk with an expert or someone about a specific topic. Every time we kick off a new season, we have a tradition of giving a little sneak peek about what's coming in the season, which we were just doing, and sharing some of our own more personal life updates since we do feel so connected with you here on the podcast. We're going to share a little bit about what we've been loving lately, uh, what's been going on in our personal lives and at Plant Based on a Budget and World of Vegan. So if you're curious, keep on listening. And if you are new here, we have an e-newsletter that goes out pretty infrequently, but when it does, it's jam-packed with helpful, healthy living tips, plant-based recipes, and synopses of our newest podcast episodes when they drop. It's totally free to subscribe, and you can just head over to plantpoweredpodcast.com and drop your name in the little email subscribe field, and we will see you over in your inbox. So please go ahead and pause this podcast. We'll wait while you go sign up at plantpoweredpodcast.com. Okay, before we jump into our juicy life updates and spilling the beans on our personal goings on, we'd like to give a massive shout out to our podcast sponsors, Seed and Sucker Punch. We are both big fans of habit stacking, which is the idea that you can more easily build a new habit by linking a new behavior with an existing habit. So they become connected in your brain and eventually it starts becoming routine, like an automatic behavior we do without thinking. For example, if you want to eat more veggies, you can decide that every time before you grab a snack, you'll always grab some baby carrots to munch on first. And then you have those baby carrots there in the fridge to munch on or you bring some with you to work. If you want to walk more, you can say you're going to go for a quick walk every time before you take a shower. And if you want to remember to take your vitamins or probiotics, keep a glass of water by your bed and take them every morning before you get out of bed. 
And our sponsor Seed is becoming a huge leader in the field of gut health, and they make a daily symbiotic that is the most thoughtfully, consciously, scientifically backed probiotics that we know of. The plant-based capsules are made to survive through digestion, so around 100% of the probiotic starting dose makes it into your colon. And we love that they have innovative, sustainable packaging. The symbiotics come in a refillable glass jar to minimize single-use plastics. So if you're looking for a fantastic source of probiotics that you can layer into your habit stacking, check out Seed and start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash plantpowered and use the code plantpowered to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash plantpowered and use the code plantpowered. We'd also like to thank Sucker Punch Pickles. They're known for their on-the-go pickle packs and juices, and they offer a delicious and convenient way to enjoy pickles anytime, anywhere. Made with a commitment to quality and health-conscious consumers in mind, Sucker Punch ensures that their pickles are non-GMO, providing a natural and wholesome snacking option. They are bursting with flavor. My favorites are Snappy Classic Dill and the Fiery Heat Three Pepper Spirits because I love spicy. They also have these little snack packs that I love taking camping because you don't have to bring a big glass jar of pickles if you're going to like grill out or something. And if you're a runner or athlete, they also have pickle juice, which may sound weird, but hold on. It can serve as a natural Gatorade. It's got magnesium, calcium, and potassium, and just two ounces can alleviate muscle cramps and stop dehydration. To explore their whole range of products, they've got some really cool stuff. And learn more about Sucker Punch, visit GetSuckerPunch.com. Okay, now let's get into life. How has it been going, Michelle? What's new? Whew, life has been pretty crazy. My little one is almost four, so I'm deep in mom zone. Um, he's in preschool and proudly vegan. And it's actually been really exciting navigating all the vegan parenting challenges that come up. If any of you out there are parents, we have a bunch of podcast episodes from the past seasons that talk about this more in depth um, and give lots of tips that I have been applying to my own life these days. Um, I went to a vegan parents meetup in Sacramento recently, which was awesome. It like self-selected people who were all like my people. You know, you're in a group of people, you're like, eh, I don't know if I want to hang out here again. They were all so awesome. Um, and Graham kept asking, are you vegan too? And when they would say yes, he would get so excited because if you have plant-based kids, they probably don't know a whole lot of other people around them that are plant-based. So that's been fun. Um, on the world of vegan fronts, our new site is finally finished. I'll say, I say mostly finished because the site is never completely finished. It's like a, it's like a work of art that never ends. Um, but it's finished. Woohoo! We launched the new worldofvegan.com last winter, but it takes a lot of time to like fill in the content gaps and set everything up exactly how I want it to be set up. And nearly a year later, we are now done. So Yay. if you haven't checked it out lately, you can go see it. It's so pretty and a great resource. So just worldofvegan.com. And I do honestly feel like it's one of the best resources for people interested in going vegan and learning the ropes, which is why I created World of Vegan in the first place. Um, not only does it have tons of easy, delicious recipes that have been rigorously tested and are 
great for beginners, but also guides on everything from vegan makeup to boots to traveling to parenting to sustainable living and beyond. So if you have any vegan questions, we have answers there for you. And I hope you'll get keep World of Vegan in mind as a resource to share with anyone that you meet who is looking to explore kind, conscious, plant-based or vegan living. It's also so pretty. I know Michelle worked so hard on coming up with what it was going to look like. It's really hard to both be inspired by other websites to have these specific features in mind to find the right person you're compatible with to design this months-long project that is really intense. And I feel like Michelle just navigated that whole situation really beautifully and it looks so good and so professional and it has a great user experience. My favorite thing to do is working on articles and working on World of Vegan, the site. I just, I, I would spend all day doing it if I could. It's what I reward myself after doing the, <laughs> the like harder work <laughs> um, and the sponsored campaigns or whatever like we have to do to be able to keep our teams afloat. But then like working on the site and creating content that I think is helpful is so fun. It's so interesting. Oh, you're welcome. It's also so interesting to me, Michelle, as as we've pretty much come up together. Michelle started one year before I started doing uh, Plant Based on a Budget full time and has been a real inspiration to me and and a very fun partner to be on with this with this very unconventional or on this very unconventional journey. And it's so fun and interesting to have Michelle as a friend, but also we have some other content creator friends to see how each of us prioritizes different projects and how we could all do the same type of work, but do it differently and to learn from each other and uh, and grow individually together. If that makes Absolutely. Any sense. <laughs> I wouldn't have even embarked on redesigning World of Vegan because it is, friends, it is an investment. Like you could buy a car <laughs> instead yeah. of redesigning your site. But Tony, you inspired me so much by like leading the way and doing that with Plant Based on a Budget. And I just am so happy to be on the other side of that now where I feel really just proud and excited about the resources we have there. And yes, 100% all the other plant-based creators out there. It's been such a pleasure to connect and all inspire each other. Oh, um. Yeah. And it's been a life has been a wild ride (laughs) for the past few years. Um, If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you might know that I found my birth father um, several years ago. He had no idea he had a daughter or that I existed. And we became pretty instant best friends, like best, best friends. And we had two years of the best years of my life. Um, And then I got pregnant. And then two months before my baby was born, my birth father suddenly passed away from just a tragic fall. And that was awful. Um, And then I had an unmedicated birth, which was insane. I came home with my new little plant-powered baby to introduce him to his little doggy brother, Chance. And two months after that, COVID hit. (laughs) And then I spent two years toggling full-time work and parenting without childcare or any family nearby, raising my little one in relative isolation, which was both amazing and really, really hard just on myself, my mental health, my marriage just was completely destroyed my mental health. And then last year, we said goodbye to our 16-year-old pup, Chance, who had been like the one constant by my side since college. 
And I mean, recording this now, I just came back from a funeral burying my grandmother and grandfather in one grave because they passed away three months apart from each other. So life has been a lot. Um, I know it is for so many people. If you're struggling right now and feel like you're hanging on by a thread, like hang on tight because you're not alone. Take the baby steps to get better. And I will say now I feel so, so much better than I have over the past few years. I think really prioritizing mental health and creating healthier boundaries between life and work, uh, which becoming a parent really forces you to do. Lots of therapy and the incredible team that has been built at World of Vegan and my rock star family and friends. Like I feel like I'm finally starting to feel myself again. Tony and I just before recording this, we're talking about like, ooh, we should make another mini documentary or like all these ideas and things that we want to do. And it feels like the space is finally opening up to be able to be creative and think about how we can apply ourselves to help animals, which I think is, and to help our world and to help people, which I think is what got really lost when life got so crazy and hard and chaotic for a few years. And I'm so stoked to be back in a place where... I can think about what I can do to help the world because that's what I think really fuels me and keeps me feeling really happy and and sane. <laughs> I um yeah. I feel so proud of you, Michelle. I've been alongside you on this journey as as people know and have gotten an intimate viewing of your life and the tragedies and the very happy moments being with Graham when he was born and holding him when he was just a little hours old baby. And I feel like each of the things that you experienced in a short amount of time is hard independently, but then topped on top of each other is a massive weight. And the way you have unloaded that weight and did so in a way that I feel was never blaming anyone. I feel like you've really you've really stepped into clearing this path to mental freedom um, individually and in a way that built yourself up to make yourself stronger instead of relying on other people to make changes. And I and I know that's so hard to do. And I admire that you've done that for yourself. Oh, thank you, Tony. I, I by no means was graceful going through it, but <laughs> you've been such a rock for me. So I'm so grateful for you. And it's just like a reminder to me now feeling just like so mentally health healthy and excited about life and no longer in just the depths of all-consuming grief that everything in life is... is um is temporary and it's, it's a chapter and we go through things that are really hard and then we come out the other end of them and we can like regrow. It's just like plants. There's seasons for everything. And I know a lot, a lot of people are just in really hard times right now. So if you are in a season that's hard, I promise you it gets better on the other side of it and hang in there and we love you. And but, also, okay. but I also wanted to mention to check in on your friends because I feel like Michelle the whole time to the outside world presented as very have my stuff together <laughs> and mm-hmm. and but still was carrying this very deep deep grief and if you didn't talk to her on a regular basis you would just not know that if you saw her at a 
child's birthday party or whatever. And it, it just reminded me of making sure that if people, even even if they seem like they're doing fantastic, just check in, have a coffee date with them, have a, a lunch date and ask them how their life is going. And don't let Instagram highlights or um, Facebook updates be the thing that makes you think that someone is put together. That's such a good point. And I mean, especially as two people who dedicate their lives to social media, which one of the best things for my mental health is hiring a social media manager. Shout out, Lindsay, you're amazing. Um, But it is it's like we we only share pieces of ourselves. And even the people that I do see regularly, like, I don't, I don't want to bring down the mood. (laughs) It's like a lot. We just hold a lot in in ourselves. So um, it's one of the things I love about this podcast. We try and be really raw and vulnerable and share all the sides of ourselves. It's not that I'd ever not want to do that on social media. Um, I try and be as real as possible, but there's just not time to do it all. Like, So yeah. And Um, and even if you are real, like for me, I feel like it's not that I'm being inauthentic, it's that I'm private and I really value the privacy for my friends and family. And so if it's not just my story, I really try not to share it because I don't want to make anyone else uncomfortable. And so there are people who you may see as very happy, but that's all they feel comfortable sharing. And the other parts are reserved for them, which I feel like should be normalized as well, that we should be able to share what is comfortable and makes us feel good or safe or um, like we want to show up how we want to participate, which is, I believe, another form of authenticity. A million percent. Okay. Well, that was kind of a lot, but Tony, what about you? Let's uh, lift the mood. Some happy news, please. What's new in your life? What's exciting? What's going on? During the season five wrap up, I talked about the disappointment and the sadness I experienced when I didn't hit the New York Times earlier this year. And I have all kinds of feelings about it because it for her book that came out. Yes, I'm sorry, my book, I had mm-hmm. came out with a book in March, I had come out with a book in March called plant based on a budget quick and easy. And I, I worked on it with really one goal in mind, I talked about this more thoroughly in the wrap up last season. So you can go and listen to that if you don't have the backstory already. But uh, I feel like it's something and maybe others have experienced this too who are listening, where it seems superficial to some people and someone may not understand why you grieved so much for something. It wasn't a death. It wasn't you lost your job. It wasn't this really big thing that so many people experience. It was a very lonely thing that people were like, okay, well, you didn't make this goal, but you really had a successful run. It was amazing. But to me, I had worked so hard for years with one goal in mind. And when I didn't make it, I really couldn't appreciate all of the the goodness because of this one goal not being met. And now it's, it's over. That has gone by. I've recovered. I feel great. And it is what it is. But it was something that not a lot of people could relate to. And and so I feel like 
they couldn't understand why I was so sad and maybe thought I was being a little bit overly dramatic um, and that I should maybe get over it quicker. I, I'm I'm sort of speculating, but that's the feeling that I got about it. And maybe I was just overly sensitive. I'm not sure. Whatever it is, I felt it and that means it was real. So anyway, I had that experience and I still hustled. So that was in March. And then I still really hustled until the end of June, really, really trying to get my book out in the world. I was traveling so much and uh, that meant I was going to three different states per week to do TV segments. And it, it was a very cool experience, but also one that was f- both physically and mentally draining. And I realized I was stretching myself thin and I felt like I wasn't doing anything really well because I was tired and I had home life responsibilities and plant-based on a budget responsibilities. So I decided to take a break for part of the summer. And that's when TV slows down anyway. So it was perfect timing. And it was so good for me. It allowed me to put my head back into strategizing for plant-based on a budget and focusing on my business and blog and building up my routine again, eating healthier, exercising, uh, spending time with my friends and family. I started swing dancing again, which brings me so much joy. I got to be back in the garden and enjoy the summertime of delicious produce and beautiful flowers and uh, really appreciate the things that make me whole. And most importantly, I feel ready to go back at it. I'm now back with my PR company, getting ready for um, the holiday madness that comes with being a food blogger. And it's, it's like tax season for accountants is what we call Q4. And then for Michelle and I, because we have a vegan blog, uh, Veganuary or New Year, New You January, it's where things are the very, very, very busiest for us all year. And we usually take the time for November, December, and January to be fully present. And it takes a lot of mental energy and um, you kind of sacrifice sometimes time away from the holiday festivities to make sure that you're doing what you need to do for your business. So I am ready to take that on. I didn't think I could get there, but having just a couple months of a break of not being stretched so thin made it so that on all fronts, I feel really good. And I think that that's, Michelle, you were sort of talking about that, but on a longer like over a year's time. Um, and, I, and I'm and i experiencing that on a smaller scale with just a few months time where I'm like feeling like my head is above water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important for preventing burnout. You need to have regular periods of your life where you're not drowning. And when you're just drowning consistently or there's not something new and exciting in life happening that that you have space for, if you, if you have no space, it creates a situation of eventual burnout. Um, and one of the things that my therapist told me that really helped me when I was asking him for just like strategies <laughs> uh, was to try learning some new things, like do something, learn something new. So I like picked up guitar and I started gardening and I whatever, started doing all these things that I art, like I'll do art with Graham, all these developing all these things that I 
was interested in but never made time for. And I think giving yourself the space to do something that's like just for fun or learning something new, building your brain in a new direction is so critical for preventing burnout and not not just in our field, Tony, but like in that's in no matter what your job what your job is or your life looks like, making space to do new different things is so important. Yes, and we have the very very great privilege of having that ability within our businesses too. I know not everyone has the ability to do this in their workplace, but for me, if one thing is making me really frustrated, there are a million other things I can focus on that I might like more. So Michelle was just talking about earlier how after doing some things that she doesn't like doing in her business or may not bring her the most joy or fulfillment, uh, but that are mandatory responsibilities, she then moves over to do something that she likes doing, like updating blog posts or tweaking something on her website. And that's how I felt too, where I really don't thrive away from home. I thrive in home as an introvert with my family and friends, um, my my small group of friends and my husband and my dog and my parents. Uh, and so being back in a place that's recharging me and doing things that bring me joy and that also need to be done that I was sort of neglecting brought me the fulfillment that I needed to still be working, still feel really productive, which also re-energizes me. But it made me feel like, whew, what a relief. I feel like I'm ready to go again. Yay. I'm so happy, Tony. What else? Okay. So (laughs) this is totally different. I am a 15-year-old at heart in this way. I'm a huge Swifty. I don't really talk about it that much because I feel like I'm a grown woman and I I feel like when you go to Taylor Swift concert, it's like a lot of 15-year-olds who are very enthusiastic, but I, I really don't care. I've totally embraced it. And I started liking her when she came out with her self-titled country album way back when and have loved everything that she's done since and just am a big fangirl. And when she came to Sacramento for her red tour, I desperately wanted to go, but I couldn't afford it. She played at, it was Arco Arena at the time, but now is the Golden One Center. But she played at Arco Arena and I remember wanting to go so bad, but tickets were like, $50. And that was just way too much money. So I didn't go. And then she came for her reputation tour. And that was in 2018. And my husband and I went to Santa Clara and had the best time ever. And we laughed and we cried. And well, I'm sorry, I laughed and I cried. Paul did not have the same experience. You're ruining this great picture that I have of Paul at the Tay Swift concert. (laughs) Shedding tears. (laughs) No, he had a good time. But uh, when I asked him if he would ever go again, he said no. He said, I, I got to see her. That was fun. Um, I think he mostly enjoyed watching me have fun. But fun fact, our first conversation by text message in 2015 was about Taylor Swift. I asked him if he liked old Taylor Swift which is more country or new Taylor Swift. And he hadn't really heard the country stuff. He had only heard the more pop stuff. And and so I set him a bunch of songs and it it reminds me of our first interactions and getting to know each other and 
I don't know. It was really special to go with him in 2018. But anyway, she canceled her 2019 tour because of the pandemic and then came out during the pandemic with a bunch of albums. I want to say she came out with four just off the top of my head. Four albums and they just dropped like no one was expecting it. They came out of nowhere. They're all fantastic and hadn't toured. So then on this last tour, which was over the summer, or all, all this year really, but I saw her over the summer, um, she was doing what's called the Eras Tour, which went through all of her different like phases in her career where she was coming out with a new album and it was what the theme of the album was, what colors she was wearing, the style she dressed in. And then people dressed up as each of the eras. My reputation, my, my era is of course reputation. It's just the album that speaks to me the most. I'm sorry if I'm going into the weeds, everybody. I will, I'll be over with Taylor Swift soon. I know she's like a lover hater type of person, but, um, I had the, I had the most fun time. It was so cathartic. I went, actually uh, in LA and in Santa Clara. And I went with Caitlin, who is also a food blogger. She's from my bowl. And my friend Liz, who's also a food blogger, um, hers is more like cake designs. It's Sugar Geek Show. And then two friends from Sacramento. And I just felt like what one would experience in a year's worth of therapy, I felt in a concert where I was like, I just sang my heart out. I really resonate with the lyrics of her songs and they speak to me and my past relationships and my insecurities and to sing them out loud with 69,999 other people. It was amazing. Yeah. And the best part is Tony started making bracelets for the concert. <laughs> and then I got to go over and make bracelets with you. And now I'm just obsessed with making bracelets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I still wear my friendship bracelets. And I think they're so fun. And when I went to the concert, I gave bracelets only to people who didn't have bracelets. And Aww. it was so cute and sweet to see the expression. I would go up to someone who didn't have a bracelet on and they'd be like, but I don't have one to trade with you. And I'm like, great, that's totally fine. I would like to give you this. And they're like, are, are you sure? And one person even cried. And it was it was just a really sweet thing to meet someone you don't know and make their day. I've been making a bunch and sometimes I'll put them on my wrist or I'll make small kid sized ones so that when Graham's hanging out with his friends, I can give them bracelets. And I know I, I know so little about Taylor Swift, but I think it's such a cute and awesome and just like loving um, practice to have something that you just gift to someone else. And they're so fun. Mm-hmm. Bracelets. Thanks for inspiring me. And uh, they're a good bonding experience too, just having friends over to do a craft together, whether it's friendship bracelets or something different, was fun. I had uh, Michelle and our friend Jillian over to craft together. And we listened to music, we ordered some food, and I had a great night. We'll put some photos of everything that we're talking about in the show notes in case you guys want to check it out, like our bracelet making night, maybe a Tony photo at the Taylor Swift concert, etc. And you can always find those at plantpoweredpodcast.com and then just click on the episode and you'll find the show notes with kind of some behind the scenes stuff there. 
Okay, I'll share my last one now. And this one is kind of big because I, there are a lot of people who have, there are a lot of people who have traveled a lot in their lives. And I have not been one of those people um, who had been to a lot of different countries. And so sometimes I'll meet someone and they talk about how they backed back in Peru and then they were doing a year backpacking throughout Europe or something like that. And I've always wanted that for myself, maybe not backpacking because I'm not the most outdoorsy person, but um, I would like to travel. And I feel like I've recently had some opportunities to visit countries that just reminded me of how little I know about the world. It gave me a lot of humility and humbled me to ways I didn't even think about on a regular basis. And I really appreciate it. And now I want to travel more. I hope I get to at some point in my life to visit lots of different countries. Michelle and I are even maybe thinking of hosting a trip to Africa one day um, where we could bring some people from our podcast audience or wherever. It's just something that I want to do more in life. And I had the great privilege of going to a wedding in India recently. And this person works with me all the time. She helps me with my videos and is a creator herself. She got married in Kerala, which is South India, and had pretty much three days of wedding festivities where I got to be totally welcomed into their culture and fully immersed in her traditions. And I learned a lot about South Indian, specifically to Kerala, where she lives, Hindu practices. And I feel like before, I didn't realize how ignorant I was thinking like, oh, a big Indian wedding or Indian food, when really there are so many different cultures within India that do things differently based on where you live, what your religion is, which caste you're from. And it was a it's an incredible experience. Then I, I toured around that area. I went to a, a place called Jewtown where I got to see a 16th century synagogue that had 2,000 Jews living there at the time and learned that India was one of the only places in the whole world where Jews were never persecuted. And I thought that was really cool. And, and also... I left that area and went solo by myself to Delhi, which was also a very interesting experience. And I got to tour around Old Delhi and New Delhi. And I also went to Taj Mahal and had a, a blast. And I I feel so grateful for having that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and um, I want to do more traveling in the future. I have the bug now, the travel bug. I think that you have caught up faster than any human being could possibly catch up from a life of not traveling in like the last (laughs) decade. It's been so amazing just hearing all of your adventures, and I feel like every other second you're like in a different country or a different state or speaking at this event or whatever. So, yes, I feel lucky that my job does allow me to travel. Um, I've been invited to different veg fests and uh, do TV, so. That is true. 
But I feel like there's something different than from local travel because I haven't been to a lot of countries. I've been to a lot of different states. And I feel like getting immersed in another culture and learning what life is like uh, for the people who live there is such a beautiful experience and helps me understand the world and myself a a lot better. And that's what I want to do more of. That's awesome, Tony. Thank I want you. to never leave my house and never have to <laughs> except when you go to Africa <laughs> with me and host this trip. <laughs> well, it's another sign I think of where it, where you're at in the state of like burnout or space in your life because when you have a lot of space and downtime and are able to relax then then that bug starts creeping up of like having new experiences and doing the the work and part of traveling. Um, yeah. And when things are a little tighter, it's just like, oh, please let there be no more things that we have to do. (laughs) I actually realized this about you, Michelle, because for years, like Michelle and I would see each other. I would go to her house and see her every day for a week when she lived in Oakland. And even when she moved here, I would see her at least once a week. But then when all of the stuff that she mentioned earlier happened, her life really buckled down. and. I know things are changing because Michelle called me recently and was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. Like you have, you're building the flexibility in your life to randomly have a hangout night. And that is very cool. And I wish that more for you. Thank you. Yeah. I recently went to dinner with our mutual friend, Christy. And at just, there's one night a week where, where, well, one night I watch Graham and then my husband does his stuff. And then one night I'll like have from 6 p.m. to 8, which is usually like dinner bedtime and I can just do whatever. So sometimes I just come and work. But every once in a while, I'll go feel inspired to hang out with someone. And it was such a weird feeling like anyone whose parents gets this. And if you're not like, please listen to this and appreciate how much the freedom in your life is freeing. But just walk like getting in the car solo and not having anyone who's going to need me for the rest of the night and then driving somewhere and then getting out of the car and walking to a restaurant with no huge backpack packed with a million snacks and treats and <laughs> underwear and all the stuff that you might need as a parent. And then meeting someone I hadn't seen for so long and getting just have a dinner with no end time was like so liberating. Um, uh, yeah, it's like so great. And I know most listening don't have kids. So I hope that this at least helps you feel grateful and um like a reminder of how nice it is to have a lack of obligations and to just do whatever you want with your life. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. If most people, I feel like most people do have kids. And I, as someone who is choosing not to have children, I feel like I'm a, a lone wolf out here. Um, where people are still like, what? You don't have kids. You don't want. Well, kids? Let us know what? in the. You can go to, to the podcast reviews on iTunes. Yeah. And say hey, I have kids, or I don't have kids, or whatever. Like, leave us. Yeah. We love hearing from you there. And it, you can just Definitely. go to Apple. What is it? Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. and then go or to her podcast, podcast, and you can send us messages that way. That's like the most reliable way to get through to us because social media. We both have like teams that check that and stuff. So, yeah. Yes, and we cool. do obsessively check the mess the reviews and appreciate this. Oh yeah, okay, and make so our day too. Another tradition in these season kickoff episodes is to share a few things that we've been loving lately. So, Michelle, what have you been loving? 
Okay, we're each going to share three things, and we'll try and make it a little snappier than our life updates. Um, We're in the heart of fall right now, and I am loving pumpkin. Well, okay, pumpkin spice lattes, of course, but this year, the drink of choice are pumpkin shakes, and this is how it happened. So my friend Jessie, who helps me film on Fridays, was saying how she went to Jamba Juice, and they had this pumpkin it's called like pumpkin smash and that they have vegan ice cream there they'll put in it it's basically a pumpkin milkshake and she's like they're so good i'm gonna get one tonight and i was like i wonder if we could just make one of those but make it healthy and vegan and not even need ice cream so we used frozen bananas which is the base of any amazing vegan milkshake that's healthy that you wouldn't even know is healthy and add in some pumpkin and spice and perfected the recipe anyway it's now on world of vegan go to worldofvegan.com and look for pumpkin shake and please make this because it is so freaking good and it's healthy enough to eat for breakfast or lunch or dinner or breakfast and lunch and dinner every day. And I've been eating, making them like at least twice a week. They're so good. We also have a recipe for pumpkin spice lattes, both on my site and in our cookbook, the Friendly Vegan Cookbook. So that's the first thing. Um, And then, oh, one other note on that, like, because I know we're approaching Thanksgiving and the holiday seasons and everything. So if you're looking for anything specific, if you go to World of Vegan, there's like little drop downs for like season. You can select Thanksgiving or fall or winter um, or even search by like certain ingredients like pumpkin and you can find stuff related to that specifically on World of Vegan. So hopefully that's helpful. Okay. Uggs. I am a blankets, bat, hot baths, cozy person at heart. Like I just crave being warm and cozy and cuddled up in something. Even as we're recording right now, I have a blanket on me, even though it's probably it's warm outside. Um, and Uggs are ugly boots that I hate <laughs> that are so popular and are really awful. Like if I could make Uggs not exist in the world, I would because the vast majority are made from sheepskin and the animal suffering that goes into those is tremendous. They're so commonly gifted over the holidays. It's just awful that it's a thing, but it is a thing. And I was writing a guide on vegan Uggs, (laughs) which you can also find on worldofvegan.com. And so I checked out a bunch of different brands. There's a bunch of brands that make vegan Uggs that are made without any animals. And I wasn't sure how the quality would be, you know, if it's like, because it's like that soft suede leather stuff. It's like got to be really awesome. And I have this pair and it's amazing. Um, I wear them all the time inside, outside. They're cozy. They're great for camping. So vegan Uggs are my thing right now. <laughs> and you can just check out vegan Uggs on World of Vegan to, to um, see a bunch of different brands that, that they have. But the brand that I got was called Bear Paw. And when you get it, it not only says vegan on the shoes, but they have this little tag and it says vegan right on it. It's so cool. So yay. I just, being vegan for 15 years, I never dreamed that these things would exist on an easily accessible commercial basis. So that's exciting. Okay. And then my third thing is making bread. I feel like the pandemic skipped me because I was in parenting mode and who had time to make bread when you're new mom. Um, But now I am just loving it so much. I make the challah from um, our cookbook, the Friendly Vegan Cookbook all the time. And we also have a challah recipe on World of Vegan that is so good. I love making it. And focaccia is the other thing that I make all the time because it's so easy. And 
if you have kids or if you just like getting creative, you can take the focaccia dough and instead of making it like one big rectangular focaccia, you can shape it into hearts or do whatever, like make it into like little mini loaves that you can slice in half and put sandwich stuff in. Like you can get really creative with it. Um, I'll drop those recipes also in our show notes. And that's, that's my favorites right now. What about you, Tony? I love being home and spending time with Paul and Eddie. Paul is my husband and Eddie is our pup. And I just, it's so weird to love people so, so, so much and to just enjoy their presence, even if it's in silence, even if there's nothing fun, even if they're sick or you're sick and you look a mess. I just love Paul and Eddie so incredibly much that my heart is full being with them and getting to have this time at home where I'm not really traveling for work. And we go out in the backyard on weekends and I work in the garden and Paul reads a book or does some work on the lawn chair and Eddie is on the lawn chair right next to him. And uh, and I force him to listen to Taylor Swift or Bad Bunny or musical theater soundtracks. Um, it's just my f- favorite. I can do it every day for the rest of my life. And I really feel like it brings me a lot of happiness and makes anything that's not going well in my life really good. So that's my favorite favorite. And um, another thing that not traveling has allowed me to do is catch up with my loved ones. I feel like when I travel, I'm not on my phone very much. And so I don't get to keep up to date with the people that I love and care about. Even Michelle. Michelle and I talk every day, every single day. just feel incomplete when I'm not talking to her and I'm at home. But when I travel, I, I as I mentioned, I don't check my phone very much. And sometimes I, there's a time difference. And and so anyway, getting the space to catch up with my friends, see them in person, to talk on the phone with my dad every day. My dad has retired. Um, he's been retired for going on a year now and going on walks. He'll randomly call me and ask if if he can come over for lunch, he knows I always have food because I'm always recipe testing. Um, or if if I want to go to, I don't know, Walmart with him or wherever, um, some tool store. And even if I don't want to go to the store, just to have that time together is important to me and makes me happy. And then, of course, I talk to my in-laws on the phone almost every day. So having that time and space has been good. And then I actually have four things. So I'll give the other big thing, which is um, something that Michelle and I were talking about earlier today, which is having a clean slate. I don't have any major projects that are consuming all of my life right now. And it feels so good. The world is open. I am sort of just keeping my mind and heart open to opportunities. And then analyzing if it's a good fit for my audience, if it's a good fit for my life, if it's going to help a lot of um, animals, if it's going to help, like, is it going to be helpful to the world? And then deciding whether or not I want to take that on. And I haven't had that. I've been writing cookbooks since 2016 nonstop. And to not be 
so focused on one project and to have everything open to me is really exciting and makes me feel like I can do anything. I can really do anything. Everything's open. Um, And then the last thing is more superficial. And I've been watching, re-watching Grey's Anatomy. I watched it kind of a long time ago, but I had seen most of the episodes. I stopped watching it during the pandemic when it got kind of weird. But um, I am a big Ellen Pompeo fan. And also I have communicated with her on Instagram because she follows me. So I was super fangirling when that happened. But re-watching it uh, as sort of like background TV, even though it's just in the background, I have my heartstrings pulled. It's so well thought out and I forgot how good it is. I'm still on season one. Maybe I'll feel differently when I'm on season 20 or whatever, but so, so far so good. I've actually stopped watching anything that is hard on my brain. I have some I wouldn't say issues. I would say I'm very careful in life and I am a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say paranoid, maybe some would, but I would say extreme imagining the worst case scenarios happening and feeling like they could actually be real. Like you have like a visceral reaction to what could happen, which is like a really intense emotional, like your response when it hasn't actually happened yet, which is hard. Like that is it, it wears on you emotionally. Yes. Yes. So I, I feel like I'm vigilant. I feel like I'm prepared. That's how I choose to look at it. But some other people in my life think that maybe I should chill out. And I used to think, oh, well, you just like, you just aren't as prepared as me. (laughs) Um, But then Paul my husband, um, Paul and I got our blood tested. We went through this company. I think it's called Inside Tracker. I could link that too. Um, where we, it's it's really expensive, but they go through forty eight markers and they test your blood, test for forty eight markers, and they tell you where you need improvement and also give you a plan. And I found that I'm vitamin D deficient. But everything else was pretty good. Like I, I in solid condition. I've been vegan for going on seventeen years. I started when I'm when I was twenty, and now I'm going to be thirty-seven. So cannot believe it. Um, and I was proud that my blood work was in, in pretty tip-top shape, minus that I don't go in the sun enough, which I know because I've been I've been traveling, and also my skin is darker, so it takes um, like forty minutes for me to absorb enough sun. And I just don't have that kind of time to sit outside. So anyway, um, the other thing was that my cortisol level was off the chart. And it said, instead of having a plan, it said immediately seek, uh, see a doctor, immediately see a doctor. And I, it's on my list to do. But it, one thing it made me realize is, is that I should stop consuming content that puts me in the flight or flight mindset. So I've stopped watching crime shows, no crime uh, podcasts, no uh, very little news, like world news. I would sit up and read the news of like government collapses and um, what's happening in Haiti and what, and like really carry the stress of the world. And I can't 
do that anymore. So now I'm only looking for lighthearted TV and books and things like that. So if you have recommendations for things that are lighthearted, send them my way and I will put them on my list because it really changed the type of media I consume. And I will say, oh, and I don't go on Nextdoor anymore because that's too stressful too. Uh, I, I will say I feel better and I feel lighter and I feel less panicked. So if anyone else is struggling with some fear, maybe try changing the types of content you're consuming. I'm so, so happy that you're doing that, Tony. <laughs> I've been kind of living this life for like 15 years. I do not consume pretty much any news. Like if the world falls apart, I hear about it from Tony <laughs> or Dan. Um, but I I just, I don't. It's too hard for my brain. And I know I can't take action on it. So the thing is like, the way I feel is if you can't take action about something that's happening that's not good, what is the point of putting in your brain? It's stopping you from doing the things that you are taking action on to try and help the world or live your life. So um, I'm so proud that you're doing that. And uh, I'm eager to hear how it goes like over time because I think you stop having that or it's like a new habit, right? It's the habit, tra- habit, habit, what are we calling it? Habit stacking. Habit, tracking. habit, habit stacking. stacking. Yeah. If you keep, keep not turning to those things, you'll stop craving it. It'll stop being an instinct. And then you're just going to feel so much lighter, I imagine, mm-hmm. as a human being in general. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a much longer episode than we anticipated. Thanks Come for on. anybody who's still here listening we're officially bff bffs now (laughs) you know everything you know know. our stuff (laughs) Um, Uh, i want to know about people listening though please like let us know some things about your life or or i don't know send us messages it's hard to be talking talking but not getting a received back from you listening so we'd love to hear from you yes and um you can do you can find our information on plantpoweredpodcast.com. And we, again, read all of our reviews. So if you want to make sure that we see it, you can write there. And we just appreciate you being here, listening to us, being at season six with mm-hmm. us. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, we have 100 episodes before this one. So if you are new or have some you haven't listened to, there's a lot of good stuff. We really only record episodes that are evergreen, meaning that they're going to be applicable no matter when you listen to them through time. Um, And so there's lots of good stuff in there if you want to go back and catch up. And if you'd like to connect with us on other platforms, you can find lots of recipes and beyond at worldofvegan.com, at plantbasedonabudget.com, at Tony's other site, foodsharingvegan.com. And we have a ton of content and recipes to support you as Thanksgiving and the holidays approach, um, which we know is always a particularly challenging time for people who eat differently or live differently in general, and especially for vegans. <laughs> um, and we're always working to create helpful and inspiring videos for you over on Instagram, or you can find Tony at Plant Based on a Budget, and you can find me over at Vegan. Um, we would love to see you there. And again, like if you hop over to our podcast site, plantpoweredpodcast.com, don't forget to subscribe, subscribe to our e-newsletter so we can drop you some love notes there. And finally, a quick reminder to check out our sponsors of this episode. If you're looking for a fantastic source of probiotics, you can check out Seed at seed.com slash plantpowered and use the code plantpowered to redeem 
30% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. They're so passionate about what they do there at Seed. Like it is a very incredible company. So definitely check them out. And if you're a lover of pickles, you've got to try Sucker Punch and explore their mind-boggling range of pickle products at GetSuckerPunch.com. We love you all so much, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.